0: hello everyone and welcome out to the dual threat podcast it is hagan i am back from my long vacation mm. scott it scott's here he's feeling it scott it has I'm been a here. long time it, it has been over two weeks since we've done this together how are you feeling man
1: i'm i'm happy to be reunited it was fun to do a podcast with my wife obviously but happy to be reunited um, with the, with the buddy, and I am so excited more and more than anything to hear about the trip of a lifetime to the, to the happiest place on earth, <laughs> not Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh, not, not Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> oh, no, Disneyland wouldn't even make my top four, but me uh, neither, I, not even like honestly, probably top 50. Romania might be on my bucket list ahead of going back to Disneyland. <laughs> and someone who's never even been to Romania, so tell us, tell us, but give me like a a. I mean, you could probably talk for what. You could probably do like a couple a podcast series even
0: on this. Yeah, party, right? I'm actually looking into doing a whole series about just my travels in Romania, my week long travel in Romania. Yeah, uh, it was. I do want to say it was nice hearing just you and Emily do the pod. It was really awesome to hear, just really interesting to listen to, and not be a part of it. In all honesty, it was kind of <laughs> nice to sit back and hear everything that you guys had to say. It was so much fun listening to that and listening yeah. to what you guys brought up. I'm sure it was
1: funny. Uh, yeah, disagreeing with takes of having no. It, it probably you <laughs> realize it hurts to be the listener when you uh when you can't have the say about it. you're just sitting
0: there like, these guys are idiots. So I just wanted course. to chime in. I just kept you wanting did. to chime in. You and did, and I'm you sure. It, but I'm sure you could feel that Matt Stafford Cooper Cup chemistry. You and Emily had definitely been eating breakfast together it's that true. morning.
1: It's true. Probably maybe not every morning because work gets in the way. But you know we we strive. <laughs> drive for
0: it. I love that. I love that. Well, I don't know. What do you want me to talk about, Romania? I mean, I, I guess I can do like some good details. I, I feel like I can't bring enough out. I have so much to say about it, but you don't know how to filter it. I don't know how to filter it. I don't know. I I could take you step by step how crazy the driving is, how how insane everything is but it's what that, do you want to that, hear man
1: well i want to hear number one i want to hear that the most you you love you're you're all for wild things the wild like you you chase you chase the wild in life so what was the the most was there anything like wild that happened while you're there that you didn't plan for or anticipate going into the trip
0: um i do always try to do wild like my wife is very consistent with all of her stuff she always makes a safe bet and yeah. like just with food, even in thinking about it, I am like the most outrageous food getter. I'll get whatever it comes down to. Yeah. So I could eggplant say pizza. eggplant pizza. I'm willing to go with anything. Yeah. Um, one of the craziest things that we did. So there's there's some obviously some old heritage sites there, um, some things that have been preserved pretty well. One day we went off the beaten path, like 50, 60 miles um, just to go to this little town that is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's basically been preserved since, I, I think it was the 1700s or something like that. Okay. So all the streets were mud. Yeah. Um, all oh, the yeah. houses were painted different colors. It just felt like you went back to like the 1700s, 1800s type feel. And we were just driving a car down the street where when these horse-drawn carriages were pulling up next to us. People wow. were all just walking all- along the dirt paths. So it was really cool. Um, that was one of the coolest experiences to feel like you stepped back in time, in all honesty.
1: Yeah, you're just tra- traveling to the medieval times, it sounds like. Because is the, I don't know how Romania, like, I know I get that there's big cities. I get that there's also a lot of areas that are, like, a lot more remote, um, considered, like, prettier and not, like, necessarily as um, busy when it comes to the amount of people like what is like what is your I don't know where you where your heart is drawn to is it like the more remote areas like the Hebrews of the world or is it Ooh. the you know is it like the, the the bigger cities in Romania that they really get you going
0: that was one of the coolest parts of going on this trip is my wife and I had only traveled through Romania on train so oh, being yeah. able to take a car um, yeah. It was really cool. Cause every like five, 10 miles, there's another little city that's like, you know, 30 houses in the city. So okay. it was really cool to see all of those remote places. My heart is in one place. I lived almost a year in one place in Romania. The place is called Oradia. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the 10th biggest city. It's, it's smaller than Provo. It's probably a uh, hundred thousand people. Okay. And a lot of the people speak Hungarian, um, so there's huge Hungarian influence on the architecture and everything. There's a huge river that runs through the city. That's oh, it's just so nice feeling that breeze of the of the water coming onto you. To in all honesty,
1: watching you talk about this is like it's 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 almost just speak. You're speaking about what what heaven is like. What heaven must be <laughs> like. Honestly, it's great. The the look on your face as you tell me about this is it's indescribable.
0: Oradia well, is heaven to me. Like if I could yeah. live anywhere in the world and keep my same lifestyle, keep everything the exact same, it would 100% okay. be Oradia. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So, so that's,
1: where, that's where I'm headed next, I guess. That's a new bucket list, I know.
0: New bucket list. If you want to experience Romania, I'd probably say Bucharest. You yeah. Spend a whole week there. My wife and I only spent a day and we saw like one... Three hundred sixtieth of the city. We didn't even get to experience like so many things we wanted to do there. So yeah, you I'm could sure. spend so much time there.
1: Okay, I have two other questions. At least I'm, I'm I'm giving you as much time as you need. But number number one question I answered is what was and you can't take the safe bet. You can't say Megan because I know that's the <laughs> answer. What was the 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 best part about this time being in Romania that you didn't have when you were on your mission? Like what was the the, the thing that made it the most different?
0: driving definitely driving around driving yeah wow it is wild to drive over there people are very courteous but they drive really fast we went 180 kilometers an hour on the autostrada uh i think that amounts to 110 and we were getting passed by people we were and it felt like you weren't even going very fast so driving just seeing all of the different things that we were able to see being able to see so many different perspectives on life and so many different perspectives on the country it was so cool to just be able to drive and not be in a train and just wake up in the city I had to drive and we were actually able to see everything as it passed by it was it was much nicer to do that
1: than just being stuck in so when you're in a train is it like are they like very like there's not like many windows you can't really look out or see see much is that what it is
0: yeah they have windows but a lot of times like all the trains I took were night trains so like I would go to bed when it was dark and wake up in a city you know yeah Yeah. so there wasn't really much to do what a lifestyle man I know all right driving driving was definitely number one spot it gave me a whole new perspective on the country saw so many new things that I really loved And we even saw some like crazy small churches. So there's a church in like every single town. Uh And even if there's like 30 people, there's like a huge church in the city. Uh And so it was so cool to be able to drive through and see all of that stuff. That's cool.
1: That's really cool. Okay, last question that I have, at least. Best thing, uh, is is best thing you saw different than would you give, because I was gonna ask best thing you saw and best thing you ate. So the Ooh. most best thing you saw was was different than Oradia. But
0: yeah, best thing I saw was definitely Oradia. We stayed over the city center. Okay. So um, like the most popular spot to go to, the most like picturesque spot. We got to see I stay. saw that
1: lookout, right? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Like look out over the city.
0: Yeah, really that pretty. look out over the city. It's beautiful. Um, just it, it was really cold. So Oradea is like one of the warmer cities in Romania. And it was really cold it it, okay. it, it hit hard but not where it snowed? um it snowed in in a city called Sigishwara, which is where like uh, Vlad Dracula was from. Oh, um, yes and so like we were in that city when it snowed, which was really cool actually. okay. Um, so best thing I saw was definitely being over top of the city center and just being able to see the whole city center okay. And then best thing I ate. Ooh, this is great. Romania has a lot of different cultural influences on it from Turkish to Italian, um, Roman, uh, yeah. Eastern European, obviously being there, Hungarian. Uh, so there's there's a pizza place that I love. Uh, they make some of the best pizza and they had an American pizza, which was just like, this is going to sound weird. But they had a pizza Finish. with like. Pepperoni and <laughs> um, like spicy pepperoni and yeah. French fries okay. as their pizza, and you put ketchup on top of it. Oh, and it was delicious!
1: Gosh, that is that is shocking.
0: And it's not what? like it's not like American ketchup. It's a little bit yeah. different, but is it basically really just good. like tomato sauce? I I don't even know how to describe it. We'll have to have you over. We have some in our kitchen right. right now. We brought some delicacies i would say home okay. so that we can have people try it but okay. um that would probably be my favorite like non-traditional food we had we went to a place in uh just this little city called Pitesht. and there we got something called sarmale which is cabbage rolls so it's like meat rice stuffed in cabbage and then cooked okay. and then um uh it's trad- terrible but no i i really <laughs> like it not everybody yeah. loves it but i like it <laughs> And then there's a traditional Romanian dessert called papanache, which is just like cake bread type stuff with Mm. sour cream and raspberry jam mixture.
1: Oh, and it got me with the sour cream cake.
0: And it's well, it is. It's not exactly like American sour cream either. That's the thing. It's a little sweeter. Okay. it's almost like cheesecake cream cheese or cream cheese. Yeah. It's almost okay. like cream okay. cheese. But okay. Not exactly yeah. cream cheese. It's like in the middle of the two.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And Oh, it was just so delicious. It was so airy when you dug your fork through the, uh, papanage, through the cake. Right,
1: Guy Fieri. Oh man. <laughs> I,
0: I felt like Guy Fieri when I was eating it. I would, my mouth was probably open and I was probably doing all the same stuff he was doing, man. Probably
1: man. Okay. Well, All I know is you've been to my mission uh, in Kansas City. So I guess I got to go to yours. (laughs) I got to make it happen.
0: Yeah, I would probably say Kansas City has better food than Romania. I'll definitely put that out there in the world that Kansas City has better food than Romania.
1: It definitely has better barbecue. I can I can assure you that much. Even not knowing anything about Romanian barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're
0: wonderful. You're not getting much. Uh, I, I do wonder what the ratio is. Who has the better ratio of people with missing teeth from Romania to Missouri? Oh man. It's a good question.
1: Or, oh. And smoking. Oh yeah. Like the percentage of smoking, like the people that smoke in Missouri, it's gotta be like close to, to 25%. Oh, that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe 30%. I mean, I'm, I was being generous depending on the city, like in my mission, it was closer to like
0: 75%. Okay, I was going to say, Romania is probably closer to like 80, yeah. 85%. Yeah,
1: I think Romania has, has Kansas City beat just because the, um it, it, I, I don't know if the, has the information about smoking made its way over to, to Romania
0: yet. <laughs> yeah, and what's crazy. People just don't care. Yeah, people like, there were like 14 year olds smoking over there, um. but on the back of theirs or on the front of their cigarette packets they have they show like these nasty pictures to try to persuade oh you not to gosh. do it and right still on. people are doing it it's crazy we came home smelling really really bad uh, yeah. well we smelled like smoke depending on if that's a bad smell to you or not my wife doesn't like it I it it has good memories for me so I like the smell yeah. of smoke Nice, but uh yeah it's it's definitely really bad
1: Okay. Well, anything else you want to tell me about? I feel like the, I mean, this is your, this is your soapbox. My soapbox is coming, but like I, 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 and I, and I won't waste my breath. But, um, yours. What else do you got to say? What else do you want to tell me? Yeah, this what is part
0: like? one. We're doing this Romania recap for part one. I, there's so many feel- things I feel like I could say. Uh, so obviously driving is totally different. Um like I said, it was so wild, but everybody just like merges into traffic and just like zigzags in between each other. Um, If you want to go to Romania, most people will probably speak English to the place. If you want to go there, everybody basically speaks English. It's not the Mm. most beautiful destination that you could ever choose. Uh, Obviously there's like France, Germany, or anywhere warm would probably be a better choice. But if you love like Old, cath- old cathedrals, old churches, old um, fortresses and stuff like that. Romania is definitely one to look into. Every city has a fortress. Every city has an old church. Every city has like history going into it. And it's really cool to see. So we saw some very, very cool stuff out there.
1: So speaking of fortresses, what was like the vibe like regarding the situation in Eastern Europe right now like are, are did you get to talk to many people like were many people like worried about the future of what's going on politically or you don't that, to dig too much in the weeds but I that's a great curious.
0: question and I, I think this is a good platform to talk about that so I have been very hush-hush about this before the trip because I didn't want to do anything to <laughs> <laughs>
1: jeopardize being able to go
0: yes exactly so i didn't want to put anything out into the world um i definitely know in moldova the situation is probably worse than in romania um in romania we saw a lot we saw quite a few um ukrainians about half of them were driving bmw's audis some of the nicest cars i've like ever seen Nice. and were well off and about the other half looked like refugees that were just struggling to get by we had the opportunity to rent out an Airbnb and provide housing for some um, refugees one night. And so that was really great for us. But the, nice. but the vibe was everybody's kind of nervous, but they're all keeping their hopes up. The Ukrainian refugees, they were obviously, they're worried about their families. They're worried about their homes, but yeah. they've all kept a really positive attitude with the, the situation that they have. So mm-hmm. they're keeping a positive perspective on life, hoping for a better future and hoping that things can clear up here shortly. I mean,
1: everything I've learned about the Ukrainians online, they seem like the most like resilient and just like, like faithful and like loyal people you could like come up with. I would assume the same for a lot of the the people around just the, the surrounding countries. So it, it is definitely a place it makes it makes sense that there your heart is so fond to it because of the people like we talk about when you talk about a mission like anyone you can pretty much go anywhere and fall in love with the people if you're like have any ounce of love inside of you <laughs> yeah. because like the, the things you're doing for people and um like if you get invested in the culture like it's it's easy to love anyone that you really serve um Well, sometimes it is not always, but, (laughs) but it's cool to hear your perspective of someone who there aren't, you're like probably the only person I know other than Megan that has been to that part of the world for an extended period of time.
0: Yeah. And, and it's a different part of the world. A lot of us have been world travelers. I mean, you've been able to go to cool places. I've been able to go to some cool places. And there's so many different things from the world and so many different people and perspectives and great things that you can learn from so many people. So it's good. I One of the biggest things I've learned from a, a lot of those people, especially the Ukrainians in this time, is just do your best to keep a positive attitude, even when things aren't going right. Yeah. So keeping a positive attitude and being happy and, and Something proud not of where good you're at. at. Yeah, I'm not very good at positivity.
1: That's something you, you, yeah, you probably should reflect on (laughs) a little bit. But, you know, personally. (laughs) Probably
0: daily. I probably daily need to look at myself and say, am I a happy enough person? Am I positive enough? So most
1: people I come in contact with have have that to say about you. Was there any?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that's what most people think about me is I I need to work on my positivity. Biggest
1: takeaway for sure. Was there? So what? I have another question pops up. Anything I guess you already answered it. That was literally your answer. But what what was like your takeaway? Like, what do you want to do differently because of because of being there?
0: Um, that's a that's a really great question. Honestly, I don't know how much my life has changed because of one week being there.
1: Oh (laughs) jeez. Trip of a
0: lifetime, huh? (laughs) Trip of a lifetime. (laughs) Only one week being there, my life didn't change like super much, but I do want to explore the world more, not just like touristy places, um, not just warm places. I want to explore Utah. I want to explore America. I want to explore Canada. I want to go to Amsterdam. I want to go to all these places and just really take in the culture and learn from people around and just learn new things. Also, maybe I'm feeling a little bit like, here, here's the weird thing. So on the plane ride, I was I was reading a book, right? So I was reading Shoe Dog. Um, it's the Phil Knight uh, okay. autobiography. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool because he was like a world traveler and he took in so many experiences and just reading everything about him and, and even all the hardships he went through just to Uh, persevere and keep his company at the time blue ribbon going was such a a powerful thing to me and so that's one thing that like I I kind of took home even more than any opportunity in Romania was just keep persevering keep going keep doing what you're passionate about and have fun like just go for it and just don't live live with no regrets essentially so Mm. a, a book actually gave me my biggest like Thing no, but
1: look at but look at you look at the the, the the we're gonna have to change the genre of the podcast it's No longer a, this is like a ted talk
0: well no i i read one book in my life we can't be changing the oh yeah the podcast for one yeah. book yeah
1: but, uh, sure you're i need to read a book it's the problem I, if i'm going to be able to participate from here on out it's gotta be a, a book other than like a an article about college basketball teams that's the i've probably read many books about that and equivalent
0: to articles but that's the thing i i I probably haven't sat down and and actually read a book in like five years like for Uh, ages you know i
1: know i know you read all those textbooks
0: oh yeah i'm a big textbook guy i love getting into the nitty-gritty of textbooks yeah those don't count never mind Well, if you don't have any other questions, Scott, I do want to talk about a question I heard you and Emily talk on the podcast this last week.
1: Let's let's discuss. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's beef somewhere with one of our takes. (laughs) Why don't you lay it on me?
0: Like I said, it was hard being gone. It was hard not being able to like I was in the car listening to this. Yeah. And and I was like chiming in while I was in the car having you talking over me.
1: Like yeah. Stephen A. Smith style.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. Um, what's the other guy? The one that hates LeBron? um Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Yeah. I I felt like Skip Bayless in all honesty. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, the one thing I had a little bit of of thoughts about, and one thing I wanted to talk about was easiest and hardest sport to play. Mm, um, yeah. I don't remember your take on easiest sport to play. Do you remember your easiest sport to play? I don't think I
1: said an easiest sport. I think I just let let that. um, I I think I essentially said bowling just because like pretty much anyone. I mean, anyone can like become an average bowler relatively quickly. Like it's hard to become like elite at bowling, but same time, like it's much easier than like the other sports people think are really easy. Like, golf or tennis or (laughs) things like that so I think that was where I landed
0: I I think you're right I think bowling's probably the easiest sport as I'm probably the most average Joe in every sport I never excel at any sport super high but I'm Mm -hmm. never like bad at any sport
1: and bowling
0: I I was in a bowling league for like three years and after my mission and I think my average score was like 215 220 It's not very hard to excel at bowling. Yeah. Um. So I would agree. Bowling's the easiest. What was your hardest sport again?
1: Uh. It's just a combination of between basketball and football for me, just because of how much like how much it requires from you athletically and skill wise.
0: Okay. And and I agree with that too.
1: And Emily Emily put me in my place because she made a pretty good argument for gymnastics.
0: I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. I i agree i had a companion that was a world-class gymnast he he was a gymnast at michigan um mm. i think they took second his his freshman year there um he was an incredible incredible gymnast not a very good athlete so okay w- how i took this yeah, he is, does, so he doesn't have coordination he he was really good at gymnastics couldn't That's play not. basketball couldn't That's. catch a football couldn't do a lot of things okay um so I, I wanted to kind of chime in on this as probably your most average Joe in the whole yeah. wide world. Yeah. And I want to say basketball is probably the hardest sport to combine everything together. You think about a lot of these guys, they're six foot 11. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to run, which at freaking six foot 11 is hard. It's Have no, you know,
1: yeah. easy task. Yeah. Any, any random person you find out the street that's six 11 that didn't play basketball. They look like a giraffe trying to run
0: even like over six foot six. If you're not like super, super coordinated, it's kind of interesting to watch people do (laughs) athletics over six foot six. Yes. So basketball being tall, putting it in agile movements as well, being able to cross people over, move side to side, um, putting in all the skills, being able to shoot. And basically run a basketball court for like 48 minutes a game. That's, mm. that's a lot of things that got put into there. So as an average Joe, as I was hearing all you guys talk about this last week, I was just, my mind was racing. Basketball is my number one hardest sport to become like elite at, hardest sport to become great at. I don't even want to say elite, but great
1: here's my here's my question now now that you you brought that up because i mean obviously i'm in your camp um i i am someone that's i'm probably biased because of the amount of basketball i've played in my life if if you're making the argument for and i don't want to spend too much time on this but (laughs) if you're making the argument for doing something at the most elite level so like comparing across each sports like say for example um how many baseballs from a pro pitcher, could you hit out of a hundred or could you, if you had a hundred chances to score on like Giannis um, how many times could you score or like say say you had to get a catch or say you had to guard Cooper cup a hundred times. How many times could you stop him? I'm almost leaning towards baseball being the hardest thing to do in a vacuum because like, me trying to get a pit, trying to even get a foul ball off of like Mariano Rivera or something like that in the ninth inning. Don't don't I I, I would need at least like five
0: hundred pitches probably. I can probably say I probably wouldn't get one hit in a hundred hit or one hundred yeah. at bats. But if if you had me like out there playing defense, catching balls. Oh, in the outfield,
1: yeah, yeah. In the outfield. That's Easy why. money. It's, different. it's true. There's different, but like. Oh, and, and I, I could probably also throw a hundred pitches and every single one of those would be gone out of the stadium, <laughs> like those homered so quickly. And, you know, like maybe once I'd get a stop on, on LeBron, maybe once he'd settle for, I don't know, 40, 40 footer. I have no idea, but like, that's not true. LeBron would score hundred times out of hundred. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Cause like there's, there's different, it's probably a st- stupid argument or stupid debate because there's like so many different ways you could compare sports but
0: all sports at an elite level whether it's very technical being golf tennis bowling even like Um, returning
1: a hundred of roger fetters serves yeah many of those back
0: so even serena's i could not get one of serena's back i guarantee it
1: although i'd probably be able to get a racket on it at least (laughs) because there's only so much you could do like in a hundred serves but like a hundred a hundred pitches i'm not keeping up with that heat man there's no way
0: no way yeah so there's there's different eliteness i guess you could say whether it is technical physical yeah um what other mental eliteness like in golf you have to have that mental eliteness if you bogey it's not the end of the world go out and get five birdies in a row like
1: yeah, i re- I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty confident. Like, you can make a course really hard. Like, I could play the hardest car- course in the world. I'd probably suck it up the whole whole time. But you can, st- I could still have like a few very good shots that would keep me. I don't know, within triple bogey or so. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough debate. It's a tough debate, honestly. But uh, like to to argue again, like to make the point against baseball, no one's arguing baseball athletes are elite like at, 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 at their like in an athletic shape wise like no one's gonna be <laughs> tooting the horn for uh, the athleticism of baseball players you could
0: maybe say like two baseball players ever are like athletic enough to play like other sports
1: babe ruth and cc uh, <laughs> sabathia
0: prince, prince- fielder
1: yeah, <laughs> pablo sandoval oh
0: we need to get pablo right. on oh You're man right. I'll, I'll reach out just, to Pablo.
1: We might've just lost his, uh, his interest with that joke about it. <laughs> you know.
0: Hey, it's just so interesting. Everything about sports, what you can think about, you know, mentally, physically, just everything going into it. And it's a, it's a good segue going into our future parts into, into college basketball and NFL, but there are just so many things that go into each game, into each minute of of any sporting event. So it's, it's crazy to think about. I loved that, that conversation you guys had.
1: And that's why, like, I'm going to segue it probably before our break, but basketball, there are so many different aspects of the game you have to be good at. Like there's just so many different parts. Like each sport has a variety of different things you can be good at, but there are a lot of them are very similar to each other, especially like if you compare a sport with tennis or with golf, it's relatively the same like movement, but like there's so many different things you need to learn how to do well when it comes to basketball, even football. Like usually there's like one rule you need to take advantage, like, or one role you need to, to master. If oh, yeah. you're, you're a defensive lineman, you need to master the ability to, to try to disrupt plays, like disrupt the offensive line. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think basketball, that's why, we'll, I mean, this probably is a, is a lame to, lame uh segment because we both are just agreeing with
0: each other nope <laughs> but, golf is the hardest i'm yeah, convinced
1: yeah yeah i mean there's an argument for every single one i guess but i, I, I think, think so as well
0: well good I, that's like one of the biggest things that i i wanted to talk about you know with questions here going forward are, are there any last questions before we before we stop we go into part two do you have any last questions here scooter
1: no you know i'm you know i'm chomping at the bit yeah, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> You're so, ready.
1: I'm ready for part two.
0: You are ready to dive in. You're ready to co- talk some college basketball. So why don't we end this first part? We'll come back. When we come back, we will have our part two, which will be college basketball. We're out.